0: Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at Burrow.com Acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at Burrow.com Acast. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care.
1: Hey superstars, considering it is the last of these positional analysis for Supercoach, thought it'd be a good idea to throw in my little mini team reveal, pre-team list obviously, a few things will definitely change, just bear in mind guys that a few of these guys are potential placeholders in this squad, Uh, some of the value guys we are waiting on their selection, the team, you know, what's going to happen with Penrith, with Taruva, uh, very sad that Taylor May has gone, but you know, to over there, there's a, a little bit of talk that Jesse McLean might come in and be on the right wing with Totter going to the left. So personally, I know that Totter is going to be going over to the left now, which makes me a little bit more excited. And he has actually snuck into my team. There's a bunch of those things the Garner the Hoskins, those types of decisions that we need to be that we need to be making. But it is the five 8 video, so we're going to go through a few of them first, and then we can go back and forth with the team. So. Currently, as you can see, in my 5.8s, I have Adam Dewey and also Josh Schuster selected in my side. So, we do want to see a little bit more from Schuster, but at that price, it's very hard to leave him out. Obviously, you could pop him in the 2RF, and that's definitely something that I am thinking about doing. But, at that stage, you would be looking to spend up a little bit more, because there's not really many great options at that cheap price, unless you see someone like KO Weeks come into calculations. So, just slightly different the way I want to do this video, guys. Just go through the guys on the right here, a little bit through the Supercoach Stats website, and then that team reveal. So thanks so much for being here. Uh, and those guys are just supporting me, just dabbling a little bit in the Supercoach side as well as the Interall Fantasy side. So Cam Munster up top, 80 average. He's six points better than anyone else in this position. And then the next best is Brimson at 64. So ten Dylan Brown being 10 points better than that. So the top two is very clear up uh, in front there. Dylan Brown and Munster, which guy do you select if you're not going for a guy like Dwayne, uh Cody Walker, Matt Burton? There's actually a fair few decent options in here. Ezra Mam um, you know, going down the line. Other guys like Hastings and Ponga could uh, could round out your list as well. But with Cami, we know exactly what we're going to get from him. The only sort of worry or stress that you would have with any of the Storm players or especially those in the attacking mind frame there of Munster is the fact that they're probably not going to be a top four side this year with just the the few guys that have left they've got injuries now uh, with Pat being out a little bit longer than we would have hoped and obviously some younger back rowers and stuff so not having Kenny Bromwich on his left and having Trent Leoro most likely does that cause any issues for him that is the big question mark but he's the clear top guy and you're going to want him in your side at some point in the year Having a buy in round nine, I don't think is a big issue if you're looking to start with him. So the reason I've gone for Dwayne here is just the fact that he's a couple hundred K cheaper, 224 K cheaper there. And I can spend that money a little bit elsewhere. And I think Dwayne here has a a great option and a great chance of going really well. You saw in 2021, obviously COVID ball there. He did average 77 and I definitely think he can be at least somewhere in the 60s in a side that's going to be much better and him being a bit more of a focal point in this team. So Adam there, I just think is a is a really solid option. If you look at some games, he obviously came in late during the year. So coming off injury, to be able to come in and, and have a really super season there, especially during that back end, he had the first three games super low. So from there, he averaged much better, 87-51, 122. And his lowest score from there was a 41. So having a, a 122 in his name, an 87 and a 99, shows that he can really come out and and do big things and look last year when he got his opportunity to play at six he had his hands on the ball all the time that was with brooks playing as well so really do you see much changing here apart from the fact that he won't have to do as much himself and he'll be able to assist a bit more to his guys on the right whether it be bateman when he comes back after the first month or so it sounds like with him and some of his outside backs in tommy tillow and these types of players so yeah very interesting option that is for for adam there so Dylan Brown's the other one there at the 74, uh, 74 average there you're looking at. Again with the Eels are they going to be one of those top four sides or are they going to be somewhere down near Storm? I personally have them somewhere down there and also a season there that can it be topped potentially like Munster's done it obviously but I just don't see him having much value and if I was going to spend that much money I would go for Munster personally. So for me he's a bit of a leave out of your side there. Hey Brimson He's an interesting one as well. He's obviously a bit over 100K cheaper than these guys. And Titans are going to be a team that do score a lot of points. How is he going to go at fullback considering he was a 5'8 last year in this team? That's a great question. Really, you're looking for Titans to come out and play really well and put on a lot of points. And if he does that, I can see him averaging somewhere in that mid-60s. But at fullback there, is he going to have the opportunity to get a bunch of those base stats? Obviously, he's going to miss out on a bunch of those tackles. Will he replace that with some attack? Sure. Sure. But I think it, you see him as, a, you know, the way he played last year at six, it just shows he's such a good player. Very versatile. He can play the fullback or the sixth position. I just don't see much of an improvement either side of that. So I'd rather go for someone like Dwayne, who at a minimum I think will average that 64 that Brimson's going to get, and 50K cheaper. So that's the call there. Tommy Dearden there at 58 In terms of his average, he's a solid one as well, but I just don't see the upside with him. So he's someone that I'm looking to avoid, whereas someone like Cody Walker is a little bit different. He comes in at a 602K with a 57 average last year. And if you look at his previous year's stats, he's got plenty of upside on him. Considering that 57 with his lowest in the last five years really proves that we have a little bit of upside unless you think he's going to go downhill as he starts to get older. But really, if you're looking at the PPM, it just was a really, really poor start to the season. You look at the, the beginning there, 27-17, a 59-51, 10-44. And then he started to play a lot better. So if you take out those those scores there, you look at his price at the start of that year was 734K, and that's off the back of his amazing year prior. He went from 734 all the way down to 460 And then you see he's very much up and down from there. He has some lower games in amongst some some really nice ones as well. He did crack the 100 a couple of times last year, which is good to see. And really, with them this year, you you look at him in that trial match on the weekend. He looked great. His footwork was there. He's ready and firing. The Rabbitohs will be ready and firing. The main issue I see with him is the fact that they have some tough games to begin the year. So maybe he's someone you look to pick up. Maybe after a few weeks, they don't have a buy. All the way through until round 16. So yeah, very, very interesting as to how you play the Cody Walker situation. He is not super expensive, so I think he could someone that you could um yeah easily slot into your side from the start if you think that he's still gonna do okay against the tougher teams, or wait a few weeks and potentially pick him up a little bit uh a little bit later than that. So very, very interesting there for Cody Walker. Matty Burton at 594k. He becomes you know very interesting as well. The main issue I see for him is the fact that the dogs could potentially start a little bit slow, and we know the types of scores that he pulled up last year when he had, when the team wasn't going so well. You look at the start there, there's the 69, but mainly around that, you've got 20s and 30s, uh, you know, three 30s in a row there, 55, and then he started to play really well from round nine, and his lowest score is. Over the next six weeks, there was a 57. So, yeah, that's his average for the year last year. And, you know, it's definitely someone that I can see scoring like that for a longer period of time than he did last year. But my main issue is, is for him is his involvement. That left side's going to be much better. I can definitely see him scoring more than 100 like, that he got in round 19 and definitely hitting a, a bunch more scores in the 80s and, and averaging somewhere in the mid 60s. So if you'd like to start with him, I have no qualms with it. My worry is just that they're how they're going to gel at the start. So I personally just went up to Dewey just because I think that he's going to have a little bit more consistency. You know, they they've come out and, and played really well in the trials. Yes, the Dogs played the Sharks uh, who you know, were really really good, obviously. And, you know, the Tigers came out against, a, you know, some slightly, a slightly lesser side to, to kick, thing, kick things off there. Uh, and really the big thing is there's how well they gelled together. So Dwayne, um, or Dewey, I keep saying both. Um, yeah, definitely a good option to start. Then you look at guys like Ezra Mam, and he came out and had a, a good, you know, middle part of the season to the end last year when he finally got his chance at a 55 average. He looked much better in the, the trials that we just saw compared to what he did last year. And he obviously had a really, really good start to the year. So Ezra, I can see having you know some opportunities to do really well. I personally would just be looking to go for someone like Cody Walker over Ezra Mam right now at a similar price point and very similar with, with Burton there. But you get Ezra all the way up until, yeah, around round 15 or 16 as well with their buy. So yeah, good um, good idea if you'd like to pick him up as well. We we'll look a bit lower. And Kaelan Pong is another guy. We, we, we mentioned him in the fullback video. But for him, he looked okay in that trial. I'm just really worried how the Knights are going to go and will he get as many opportunities as we need him to. We know what he, yeah, the types of scores that he can you know, manage to get, but can he do that from round one? I really think in, when you're making a round one side, you need to have guys that are fit, firing, and, and ready to score really well. Yeah, you can handle one bad score in the first four, in terms of like a twenty or a thirty, but really you want to see at least one or two 80s or nineties from some of these guys if they're gonna if they're gonna mix in some uh, inconsistency. So, Ponga, I'm personally just waiting off on him to kick things off for this season. Now, if you're looking at these slightly lower ones, you got Tomate Martin. We spoke about you can pick a fullback or 5.8. I just don't see him having the upside at 400k, unfortunately. If you're looking lower than that, guys like Jaden Sullivan, he looked really, really good in that trial and he's coming back from injury. So him having the duel with the 5'8 hooker is going to be important at some stage of the year. The buy-in round one probably helps him be able to get back into that sixth role. He scored an awesome try on the weekend and I think that he can have a, definitely have a role at some point during this year in people's sides you know he'll have uh, plenty of do on the park he's someone that has a plenty of talent and you know the dragons unfortunately are lacking some consistency and talent and i think that this might be the year that he comes out and does that a 319k you're not gonna you know it's not a big risk to be honest with you there so that's him and if you're looking lower than that we've got schuster there and i just think yeah, you know, with him either one five eight or two, two rf you just have to pick him given he's got the starting role at manly who look like they're actually gonna be pretty good so let's hope that they do uh, and, of course, he's going to need some try contributions and some try assists from there. And hopefully he runs the ball a bit himself. Because if he can, like he did when he was playing in the back row a couple of years ago, he did really well. And I think he can do that again. K.O. Weeks is one of the last ones we'll talk about, guys. And he's a 234K. And it looks like he you know, played really well in that trial on the weekend. He's someone that could come out. If he does take it op- get that opportunity, he, and it might be a fullback, for example, he could get that jewel uh, in that in that early round. about round six there when they change them. Could be the option if there is injury. So we obviously don't want to prey on any injuries to these manly guys in Trubojevic and DCE and and the like there, Schuster, for example. But he's definitely someone that looks like he'll be very serviceable if he gets that opportunity. So keep him in your black book, guys. Won't be for round one, uh, unless he's getting a wing spot or something, but I doubt that at this point. But yeah, definitely keep him in the black book. Wakeham actually played really well on the weekend, which was uh, which was good to see for him. Uh, but he won't be in that starting side. We've got Isaiah Katoa. There with the Dolphins there. I think he's definitely going to be an option at some point. Yeah, he should get blooded at some point. Just the fact that he's 18, very much a youngster in this uh, in this side, in the NRL in general. And, you know, he definitely has plenty of talent. But will he get an on-point this year? I'm not exactly sure. So that's the five eights, guys. We will move on to my team reveal now. So up top, we've got Harry and Smith. So at one point, I had uh, Grant out of my side, but I think he's going to be too important this year. You yeah, know, the best scorer in the position... He's gonna have to do a lot in the storm system. There's no Brandon Smith to worry about anymore. Uh, to take minutes, etc. Attacking player, you just get him in your side. I think he's gonna be great. Brandon Smith's just a, a no-brainer, must have. At so highly being so highly owned. I've deliberated a, a lot with this guns position in the, in the front row forward. Just because I don't see many opportunities on the bench for a lot of guys. Even Mur- Murdoch Masilla. There's some interest in him, but when Jack Bird comes back, does he take Murdoch Masilla spot? Does he play six? There's a few question marks. Uh, but definitely a lot of upside on him, for example, and Pele's in there just for a little bit of a a placeholder at the moment. Thankfully, I've got the 47K, so I could change him up to a 234 or or something like that, or just change the team in general, but that's that. Stefano, I'm still not sold on, but he's very cheap and doesn't have to score incredibly well for him to make money, and I had Daniel Saifidi in there, but he hasn't impressed me enough, and he's obviously 130K more expensive, so it's a no for me uh, with him at the moment. We move down to two RFs there. We've got David Fafita. I just think he's going to yeah. This is lowest lowest season he's had in a while, and he didn't he didn't play well at all last year. Definitely has some upside at that gun. price. Carrigan's in there at the moment. He looks like he's improved again from last year. First year back from ACL. This will be his second year. He just looks bigger, stronger than the majority of the guys, and has a great motor. So get Carrigan in your sides. I think he could you know definitely change at some point. I have Fafita as a complete lock. Carrigan could stay. Could go, but him not having a buy at all until you know, he plays Origin is massive as well. And Eli Katoa, I just think you know, being an attacking style player, if he gets 50 to 60 minutes on that storm edge, ran a good line on the weekend, which is what we really want to see with him. I think he's the guy you want to pick up. Guys like Garner and stuff we could have a look at, but at the moment, I think Katoa is going to score better than them, and he's at a similar price, to slightly cheaper. So that's that. Jermaine Hopgood, must have, get him in, play him for sure. I think at 298, just be silly not to. Jackson Ford's in there at the moment at 280. I just see him as someone who's very cheap and could be the starting guy in that Warriors uh, back row on the left-hand side. Should do solidly. I wouldn't expect the world from him. But if he can make sort of 30 tackles, run for 80 meters, couple of tackle breaks, random offload, uh, any random attacking stats, tries, try assists and stuff could be nice. But yeah, I wouldn't expect anything much past a, a 45, 50, but that'll make him cash anyway. And Matt Dury looks like, you know, with Lane being out for a little bit, we probably at least get the three to four weeks that we want. And if he can get that start, he's going to be in most people's sides in their emergencies. At the moment, I've gone Cleary, and I see him having a cracker year this year. I know a lot of people have picked him. He's very much a highly owned player in that halfback position. Cheaper than Hines. Yes, the buy-in round three. My, that's really my main worry in this side at the moment is, is, will I be happy enough to play Tanner Boyd in my starting side for that round where he's out? And can I lose the the points that I'm going to be missing out on with Cleary, and then also guys like To'o and Taruva? But thankfully, I've got some decent you know cover and, and center wings. It's more this halfback position that I'm worried about compared to that. So they're the two. Tanner Boyd just have to get him in. I think you know he's too cheap. Goal kicking, like well, goal kick really poorly on the weekend it was funny. She'll be fine. Dewey. Spoke about him. Schuster, we got that covered. At the moment, we've got Val Holmes. I just brought Toto into my side. I had a fair bit of cash in the bank, and I was like, ah, oh, let's just get him in. I think he's going to be on the left, so let's move him in. Taruva, we're not sure if he's going to get the spot, him or McLean, so he's just, again, placeholder, 275. If it's someone cheaper, even better. Isaac Thompson, I think he's going to do great. Nothing came his way uh, in that first half. It was all through the middle and to the left, so that's obviously a slight worry, but 336, he yeah, has the pedigree to do really well. Alamotti, Obviously, Youngstar looks like he's got his spot. Can't pray out if he's going to be a great finisher on that Titan side. They are going to have some tougher games, guys. Just be aware of that. But we're not we're unlikely to play him in round one. Uh, round two, he comes up against the Dragons. So I'll probably be playing him there. Just you know, Obviously, in the center wings, it's very much uh, match-up base, which is cool. Um, if you're looking to, to get great scores from certain guys and then and then leave them out for, for the tougher weeks where they could get a 10. Walbrook uh, sorry is a very interesting one as well at 200k all the guys are 200k there they look like they've got their spot for at least three or four weeks can't I don't see why you would move uh, him out of the Titan side he's uh he looks like he's going to be a solid pickup for him uh, Warbrick as well looks like he's a very strong type of player might lose it to George Jennings after the first three or four weeks but hopefully the three weeks we get a price bump and then we can make a decision from there there might be another injury in the team for example. And down below, we've got at the moment Teddy and Travovich. had Scotty drink water at one point there instead of Tommy, but looks like Tommy will be sweet for round one. And we can just have Teddy to cover in round two. Uh, and obviously, Tommy's not super expensive, but we know what he can do if he can come out. And the Manly boys are playing really well. That's the biggest thing. If, if Manly come out and play well, he's going to benefit greatly, right? So I think at 577, he's a. He's just a must for my team at the moment rather than spending that extra couple hundred on drinky or you know, an extra 300 on, on guys like the Trell. And Teddy against the Dolphins, I can see me myself captaining him at this point. You know, clearly he could be solid, but really Teddy in that game could be great. Guys like Fafida, another option as well. And Harry Grant, another great option as captain. But that is my team reveal and also the 5 position, guys. Let me know if you enjoyed that video. Uh, and good luck to all you guys that are playing in Supercoach this year. Jump down in the description, guys. I've got the league code for our Supercoach, you know, JBFA community. And yeah, that's all, guys. See you later.
0: Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue.